0: warning the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners listener discretion is advised if you don't stay down and you never quit come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench Oh boy, Benformers, it's a good thing that we finally get to have this episode because I've been sitting on a lot of takes, a lot of takes. There's been uh, no shortage of drama in the sports world, and this is one of those weekends where I think we can all sit here and agree, sports are men's Kardashians. It makes no sense, we absorb too much of our lives into it, but I wouldn't have it any other way, and it's not like I'm ever going to stop, but wow, the drama that we had uh and and here's the here's how you know it was crazy. The weirdest thing that happened wasn't the fact that Jake Browning had a Brett Favre esque performance, only having like five incompletions and 350 yards, two touchdowns, and winning a game in overtime on Monday Night Football. That's the weird, least weird thing that happened this week. Uh, welcome in everybody. Episode 163, Far End of the Bench Podcast. Jimmy Pilato, and Nico Bryant. Uh, a lot to touch on. We're going to talk about it all. We have a lot of recaps to get into. Uh, before we get to that, be sure to follow at feotb pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you for everybody who tuned in to our live episode last week. And be sure to mark your calendar. Next Tuesday, it is time. Fourth annual Far End of the Bench College Bowl Pick'em Show. The gang is getting back together. Dom is defending his title. Jeremy's coming back as a guest contributor and a guest picker. And Nico and I are going to try and salvage some pride in this event because it hasn't been pretty the last couple years. Uh, With that, I'll bring in my co-host now, Nico. It was. I'm. I don't know if you're as excited as I am to have this show because I just need to get some stuff off my chest with everything that I've been hearing and having to to absorb over the past 72 hours. It seems like when all hell broke loose.
1: It's, it. Look, it, it was what we thought last weekend was craziness with the, all the uh, rivalry week and everything. It turned even to turned into even more madness all across the board and and. Do we have the four best teams? That's the remains to be seen. Do we? Have, but do we have uh, drama everywhere? Yes, we do. That's the plain and simple. It's like look, the the college football playoff committee. When look, we'll just jump right into it. The college football playoff committee has given us um, our own little uh, mini uh, NFL offseason where it's just drama everywhere with everyone bitching about that, this, that, or the other thing, and no. look, it's. It's this this fourteen playoff was, was the biggest fucking joke this this the, the NTA has ever created. We were, and we, I'm we very were, very happy that the twelve team will be in place next year because this is ridiculous. And I can't believe that, of course, the last year of its existence, this much drama is happening. But then again, so, it can because the world goes around the same way everything else does.
0: Yes, uh, let's I'm going to set the stage a little bit for this just because there, there may be people tuning in that are more basketball and, and not diehard college football fans. But the reason why we're sitting here, we go back to last weekend, conference championship weekend. Um, all the conversation going into, I mean, we had the same conversation. How is the committee going to view Florida State with the injury to Jordan Travis, whether they win or lose their conference championship? What is the SEC bias going to be this year? Is it going to be Georgia and Alabama no matter what? Is it going to be winner of the SEC championship goes in? Is Texas going to have a fair shake if everybody continues to win at the top? And if Washington – the other question was if Washington loses, are they going to be able to hold on to one of these top four spots? That was all of the questions going into last weekend. Then we have the games play out the way they did. Washington in the Pac-12 championship takes care of business and does the hardest thing to do in football – and in college football, it, it should be spoken to a little bit more. They beat the best team on their schedule that they could have had to face twice. And, did and it they in were big time nine,
1: nine and a half point underdogs, by the way. Yes. Uh, for whatever for whatever reason, you bet your well, ass I was all over that. <laughs>
0: You, you bet Washington, even though on the show you predicted Oregon? Yeah. You painted you I, I, yourself? Look,
1: I, I did bets this weekend that, that won against my picks. Absolutely it did. But when I saw 9.5, I was like, yeah, there's no chance this is not a close game. There's no chance in hell. Uh, maybe, may, Oregon made it interesting. They could have won that game still in the end if they had made some plays down the stretch. But there's no doubt in my mind that would have been a close game. <laughs> I had, I, I had no, sh- no There was no chance in hell that fucking – Oregon was a nine and a half points better. And, and look, I will even stand on a fact. We won't, I won't, we won't go into predicting things, but Washington being a four and a half point dogs at fucking Texas is getting even juicier. I mean, oh, come I on take now. That. Take that. Keep doubting this Washington Huskies team. Michael Peggs Jr., I don't care about Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels isn't playing postseason football. Michael, Michael Peggs Jr. is the hottest player in college football right now. He is doing things that, that other other quarterbacks across the country have not been able to do, and he has been doing incredible things. Beating Oregon twice is, is, is something that not, no other team in the country has been able to do. Beat the best team on their schedule twice. No one, no one. And they did it no. twice and left no doubts, no doubts that they're one of the best four teams.
0: They had a tough ass, very tough ass way to get to the playoff because the PAC 12 this year was an absolute shark tank. And people said that it was ugly, which is why they were kind of getting had the conversation. Should they stay in even if they lose, but they just handled business and De DeBoer. I, I would say probably coach of the year in, in the power five in the PAC 12 undefeated this is the first time since 1991 that that program is undefeated and I I gave him his flowers last week but it is true like the consistency in this Washington program it's year over year and now going into the Big 10 where there's going to be a little bit more resources and you get in front of more national audiences people are going to start seeing that a lot more but the Washington Huskies earned that 3 point victory in the Pac-12 championship 34-31 and uh, that play it, I got goosebumps watching that play where they break the, the first down, get to, I mean, the running back got to where he needed to, and then he went down. He's like, I'm good. I just locked up my conference championship ring. I'm the We are the last ever Pac-12 champions, and hello, Big Ten, next year. We're, we're going to see how this thing rolls. If you, uh, if you, so if that you was told, the way.
1: If you told me five, six, seven years ago, the, the Pac-12 would be disbanded. I'm like, all right, all right, but, you know, Unfortunately, that's the way college football and, and college sports is becoming. And you told me that Washington, the Washington Huskies would be the last remaining Pac-12 champion, last remaining conference of champions. And for football, I would be like, you're high. I would not expect that under my wildest circumstances, especially with what Caleb Williams has shown the last couple of years and, and what Oregon has done and what what the UCLA's have done and, and the Arizona ASU's, like the company, like – I would have never guessed that in a million years. But, but here they are, and they show that, that last year, a relevancy, because look, the fact that may still be a conference, it just won't be the same exactly what it was. The last year, relevancy, they come out on top. It's crazy.
0: They earned it, and that was the kickoff to the weekend. Um, then the, the next game that ended up taking place was the Big 12 championship. Texas held serve. I said that there was a chance they weren't going to win, but I, I thought they should and, uh, Quinny Ewers, Texas and company Quinn Ewers, 450 yards, four touchdowns says he's coming back to Texas next year, which we it's talked about can, talking to grid the, only,
1: the only reason why he can do that is because he can be the number one quarterback coming out of next year's draft. He's not, yeah, and top. he's going to get,
0: a, uh, if he, he, if he wins a playoff game for Texas, Matthew McConaughey is going to get that kid an NIL deal where he's going to be like, you know what, how many degrees can I get from college? How many many times can I get back on this roller coaster ride? Because I ain't leaving. Matthew McConaughey is paying my bills. Uh, But he, I mean, 450, four touchdowns. He's coming back, which makes things interesting with Arch, the transfer portal. Nothing's happened yet. But that's been kind of the conversation circulating around Texas. But, hey, you're back. You're in relevancy because you win that Big 12 championship the way that you did. And I'm going to say it, but Florida State barely squeaks by Louisville in a tough-fought ACC champion. Uh, championship, You see it scrolling across the bottom of your screen. Florida State finishes 13-0, and and they are the first team out of the Final Four because they put in Texas, who's the Big 12 champion. They put in Alabama, who pulls off the upset. We said, you're riding off Georgia too quickly. Uh, excuse me, riding off Bama too quickly. And Georgia just didn't ever take advantage and step on their throat the way that they needed to. And Jalen Milrow, he's he is rope-a-doping his way to playoff success because he's the top four team that's remaining. They're getting a shot uh, at another national title under Nick Saban, but it is total rope dope because you get the absolute dog shit beat out of you for three and a half quarters. And then you have five minutes at the end of a game or a possible overtime scenario, and you have three or four really nice plays and, it, and you end up winning. But Hey, Jalen Milroe, you are an sec champion I can't take anything away from you. I tried to take it away from Coker when he won an SEC championship and a national title. I couldn't, so I can't take anything away from him too. This is where, where in here lies the road that Florida State being dropped, Texas and Alabama being put in. Even if I think Florida State just sticks at number four, people aren't as, nearly as upset. But that really stuck in people's craw, and the reaction videos have been viral on the internet. And I know that we. We kind of had differing opinions going into it. I predicted this. I said if, if everything transpired the way that it did, Alabama beats Georgia, Alabama would be the fourth, Michigan, Florida, Washington, Texas would be the other three. I had it in a different order. I gave Washington more credit for that double win against Oregon. I had them won over Michigan, but it, the committee did what they did. They wanted to change up the matchups, and now we have, I think, the best semifinal of the era. But now it, it's. Let's just talk about the, look, in the look, look.
1: Look, I I have a bone to pick because I, in my opinion, what what I said, I stay on everything I said, and what I said was Florida State is is deserving to be in the Final Four. But the only problem is, is that there's four other teams that are also deserving, and I and look, I believe there's five teams deserving to be in the Final Four. If you go undefeated in a Power Five conference, and you don't make the Final Four playoff, then there's something wrong with it. Like, like look, I don't care if if how they finish against Louisville. If you if you wanted to t- don't don't want to take into account football games and teams winning football games, this is the reason why the Big twi- the Big Ten, and SEC are becoming the power mega Super Bowl conferences. It's because the little ACC, a team who ran the table against Clemson, Miami, um, Duke, North, North Carolina, Louisville, every team they put in front of them they beat. You still don't put them in. Alabama. Look, th- there's there's a running joke in the 2010s. The College Football Playoff is a fucking Alabama Invitational. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say that the four best teams aren't in. Because in my opinion, they are, right? I think Alabama-Michigan is going to be the best game, of, probably the best game out of the two. And I think Washington-Texas is going to be a hell of a game. I have no problem with how it finishes. But I have a problem with people saying Florida State doesn't deserve it. Because they absolutely deserve it. Because the question comes about a couple things here. One, if Jordan Travis injures his leg, say, a couple weeks earlier, and, and Florida State still wins out, do they make the playoff?
0: It it depends that, on a how. That's question. That's a question. A, no, but if we out,
1: here's George Travis gets injured week three or four, three or four. Can
0: you yes, injured three, or I, three or
1: four. They would have, make the playoffs. I
0: I get, I, I understand your question. I understand your question. Enough. Here's can I respond to that question though? It Go depends ahead. on how you look after this injury. There is a precedent I, set with the situation. Still,
1: if you win, no, I know, I know, I know, but I, but the, I it's, but it's this the is, why football set football is from Cardell
0: Jones. It's this the is this president set from Cardell Jones because they lost their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback and their third true. string at Ohio State, went in there and won games and made you confident that that team was still going to go in and have a chance to compete? That's true. I, I get, I'm not sitting here and telling anybody that it isn't unfair, and I'm not sitting here and telling anybody that Florida State. Is unheard of, and I want to read this tweet because it's it's heartbreaking. This is the reality of what this kid is going through. Jordan Travis tweeted this out, devastated, heartbroken, in so much disbelief. I me, I wish I broke my leg earlier in the season so y'all could see this team is much more than the quarterback. I thought results matter. Thirteen and zero, and this roster matches up across any team in those top four rankings. I'm so sorry, Go Noles. It It's yep. it's awful. Awful. The
1: only the only reason why Forest State is not playing playoff football is because the guy got injured. Okay, let's let, let's look at just the rest of the rest of the rest of the teams right right around there. Georgia loses to Alabama. They don't get in. Right. Alabama loses to Texas. They have to be put behind Texas. Texas loses to an Oklahoma team. At the end of the year, is ranked in the top uh, outside the top ten. Okay. You look you look at their you look at Texas's record of things. They didn't beat a lot of good teams. They barely beat some bad teams. Yes, they trounced Oklahoma State at the end of the year. I agree, but it really, like I said, we are we are displaying a, a a type of college football where it doesn't fucking matter what you do. We're going to pick who we think is the best. If you go to the NFL, you go to fucking uh, NHL, NBA, and you tell a bunch of former head coaches, "Bill, like, you know what? Uh, go pick the four best teams and do it, and don't even base it on anything else outside of what's well, fucking Alabama." Because okay. I'll be honest with you, Jimmy, it's I, there's not there's not a person that can tell me there's not a person that can tell me that Ohio State and Georgia aren't better than Texas.
0: I, there's not, there's not a person on any given you, day. That's a that's a hell of a game. That's a, both those game, games would be hell say, hell of a matchup.
1: Because if you want to play the four best team argument, which people have, and I like I said, if you want to, look, if conference championships don't matter, and that's basically what we said with Florida State because if they didn't beat them by enough, that's what we're saying.
0: Full Conference championships don't matter. They're four if, conference champions in the college. Yes, there is,
1: conference? there is, but not a conference wanna... champion. I'm just look, I'm just, I'm, I'm making the case for a diver, deserving team, and that's all I'm doing is because this is why college basketball is the fucking mecca of of college yes. sports, college playoffs. Is yes. anybody? Can, it doesn't matter Speak who the fuck troop. matters. Anybody can beat anybody. And there's Speaking zero trend. doubt who the best team in the country is. There's yes. zero doubt. There's zero doubt. And and look, I cannot sit here – you cannot sit here and tell me that, that Texas and, and – and Alabama, look, Alabama better than Georgia. There's zero doubt about that. But you can't tell me one last Ohio State team who only lost to the best team in the country, best team in the country, right? The number one team in the country. One last Ohio State team. It's worse. Than a one loss by, by, by three rankings by the way by three rankings three rankings worse than a one loss Texas team, that's what you're saying by by the by, by te- keeping Florida State and Ohio State and Georgia out of this because if you want the four best teams Ohio State would be in there Georgia would be in there plan simple and look I'm arguing against the wall here because I think this is the best college football playoff we could have gotten do so I think Florida State could have beat Michigan No I still don't I don't care even look even with Jordan Travis I don't think they would have beat Michigan. Seriously, I don't think they would have. So I because th- I think that highly of what Michigan's doing. But I'm not gonna sit here and act like 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 this, like those those who are saying Florida State doesn't fucking deserve it are are the reason. Like you cannot be on you can't be you can't be on the side of the fence where you're saying Florida State doesn't deserve it and also be I, mad about yeah. the conferences disappearing. Because if you have, no, because this you is the reason you it's cannot totally. be on the same side of the fence, because if you have a problem with, with Florida State. Uh, uh, being, being in the playoff or deserving it, you cannot be saying, all oh, college football's dying uh, because of the conferences. No, this is a reason why teams are fucking jumping to the Big Ten, jumping to the SEC, because if Texas doesn't want to be, uh, te- Texas doesn't want ever want to be in a position a State does. Because Texas was good a long time ago. Thor State, good long time ago. If Texas and Florida State, if they were in the same scenario where Quinn Ewers went down, goes to Oklahoma State, loses, and, and they, they miss the playoff and they're undefeated, it'd be the same bullshit. It'd be the same bullshit.
0: And, it, and look, it, I just
1: feel bad because Florida State, in my opinion, still showed their defense that, that, that they're a top four team in the country. I think that there's four more teams – I think there's four more teams deserving, but to sit here and say Florida State doesn't deserve it, you're the reason why college football is dying.
0: No, it, it's – I will tell everybody the issue. So, in the, I want to see the, – the first college football playoff is the issue here. When we established the first college football playoff all the way back in 2015, when you, we said that there was going to be four teams eligible, knowing you had five conferences that we consider the Power Five, this was inevitable. And it's inevitable when you have to try and use logic in an illogical argument. I tried to explain that last week, but the committee gets all of this criteria and they decide what criteria goes with what team. And they wrote it into their bylaws that they can look at recent availability of players. And if it seems like that's going to affect the performance of the team, they have that ability to say, hey, no, I'm sorry. You're undefeated. You won a power five conference, but we have written it into our bylaws that we can decide to leave you out there. The reason why the NBA, the NFL doesn't have this issue. College basketball is because it's very clear, black and white objective as to who gets in. You have seven spots in both conferences in the NFL. You have eight spots in both conferences in the NBA. And if you don't finish with a record, good enough to qualify you for those eight spots, because you play against everybody or as many people as you can, then it's clear you did not qualify. And you can't just – there's – the selection show sucks. The, the fact sure. that there's a selection process at all sucks. I said on Talking to gridiron, go to the college basketball format, which is what every other college sport uses. D2, D1AA, wrestling, basketball, track, Cross country. It doesn't matter. That's the qualifier. You win this many games, you qualify for a tournament at the end of the season. And the tournament includes everybody. Because everybody should have a shot. Because if you if you it doesn't. It it doesn't.
1: It it doesn't. And look, I I I think Mike Greenberg said this best. College football this year turned into damn figure skating. Where it's a judgment decision. It became a judgment decision. Florida State. It, it became a judgment decision because you know what? I like this team better. A couple guys in a room said, I think this good team is better than those guys. That's literally what this became. That's, perfect. that's what that, 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 that's, it's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And look, I, I'm very, very happy this is gone. I feel for Florida State because look, it's a team that scheduled two SEC opponents, by the way, on their schedule. And one. And one. And, and one. one. You have the supposed Heisman favorite, by the way, Jaden Daniels, who they went in on the road and beat, by the way. They went in on the road and beat. Yes, I, I, I'm i aware Jordan Travis doesn't play for them anymore. But in a world full of, you know what, it's a it's a team sport, team sport, team sport. You seem to be hyping up one player way too much. And look, I, I'm not going to say here Jordan Travis doesn't make a difference because he
0: does. He does make a difference. He does. But, but if there's there's, 20, there are ways Florida that Florida State –
1: there's 22. Florida State
0: off. learned how to win without Jordan Travis those last two weeks, and I, I, I told them, "Here's my thing." I was being intentionally obtuse during those two weeks of Florida State schedule, not because I don't like Florida State. I have no ill feelings towards that program. I don't have a college program. I'm not that I'm not a huge CU fan. I have no, I don't either. I I know, but, but if I'm sitting there and I was looking at Florida state, I was judging them on the criteria. I knew what the college football playoff committee was going to be judging them on. You have to score 80 points. Those last two weeks. If you don't score 80 points with your backup quarterback, those last two weeks of the season, all of those stuffy athletic directors and former coaches that are all doing this part-time, so they don't even have the capability of watching all the games, which is where we see the SEC bias because they all live on the East Coast and nobody stays up late enough to watch anybody else. And it's weird, too, because we're talking about an East Coast bias, but Florida State is in Tallahassee. Florida State is a blue-blood program in college football, yet it comes down to if your kids can't stay healthy, then we're going to punish the entire program. It's a 53-man sport. There's 22 guys on each side, but that one missing piece is is what we're really going to be harping on here.
1: It's rid- it's ridiculous,
0: and uh, yeah, yeah. and I heard it, takes, it, away from, it, it takes, takes away from it takes away from f- everything,
1: everything, literally everything. Like like I said, I will harp on the fact that college basketball, March Madness term is the greatest basketball ter- ba- greatest tournament in all sports, and, and 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 because because like I said, at the end of the day, it's like anybody can be any anybody, and I you know what the best team will come out of 68 standing up. I'm picking the best team out of four teams that, because you know what? I think look prettier than the other. That's what the They're committee said. No, I think Alabama no looks prettier. logical sense why
0: it was only four. State. Makes absolutely no sense. It should have started look, at least at six. I,
1: I 100% agree. And look, there's years in this in this college football playoff that four there was a four deserving teams. <laughs> let's let's not forget yeah. there was years Michigan between, there was State not made four it one year. Let's
0: remind everybody, Michigan State did make it one year.
1: Yeah, there were some years where there was not four deserving teams, and and like I said, it's crazy that we have five, hell six, maybe seven, you uh, possibly four, eight, <laughs> possibly eight. Like it's crazy, but like here we are, and and like I said, I it's great. I do it's what, it's, it's, awesome. it's 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 the two best matchups we may get because I really have no idea how those two playoff games can go. I really don't have, I have no idea. And and that and that's probably the only the only reason why I, I'm happy with how it ended. It's because I have no idea how those two games will go. But it hurts because it hurts because college football and, and the college football that everyone once loved and all the people that were like, yeah, these it needs to change because because we, we love the olden days. You can't have it both ways. You Cannot have it both ways because this is the reason why you're becoming fucking super conferences where rivalries are dying and the and the Iron Bull the the, the game that that royalty is going to be gone because of because of the the, the way conference realignment has said. So that that's that that's why I'm pissed off about it because you cannot have both and you cannot side on both sides and and look I yeah, well, I, 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 I would just like to them Jer- to be
0: honest too. and when
1: we talk to Jeremy next week he's gonna have probably yeah. the same opinion I do because he's gonna be very very fucking pissed off that he thinks um, that the one lost Ohio State team that lost to literally the number one team in the country didn't get in and then look like it's a play that was out Georgia won 28, 27, 28, 27 or 28 games in a row.
0: 28 straight games. 28 28
1: straight games. They lost one game.
0: Last team team that beat them was Alabama with Bryce Young in the SEC championship two years ago.
1: And they they lost one game and they played one bad quarter and they're out of playoffs. It was three points. It's, it's 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 crazy what this what this and you it, drop it, out of it, playoff contention. It really, it, it really is. Like I said, it really is just a fucking figure skating contest. right? Yeah, like, no, I I, I, it's, like a, it's, it's like a it's like a track
0: race. Like when since when did college football become track? Where two tenths of a second equals eight places? It shouldn't. It really, because Kirby Smart made a good point. You can't look at Georgia and say, I don't think they're one of the best four teams. I do. <laughs> yes. I think a Tulan-Oregon <laughs> team is probably one of the best four teams. And yeah, neat. Well, we uh, here's the great thing about the way we set up our content, since we have to get that show done, the Bull Pick'em show next week. We're going to get Jeremy's opinion on what happened. We're going to get Dom's opinion on what happened. And hey, guess what? It's not like anybody's not addicted to college football. We're all still going to watch all the bowl games. We're all still going to watch playoff games, so we're going to make picks on them anyways. As pissed off and as butthurt as we may be that our teams aren't there, I'm still watching. I'm still making picks. I still want to win this damn thing.
1: let Let me reemphasize. You're talking to two guys that have no dogs in literally any fight. I, I i i don't have a college football team i have a college i'm turning team. into a washington have...
0: fan for the four oh, seasons i am 100
1: i i am look i i i'm spoiler alert i'm picking i'm picking washington to win it all like i have oh, a future ticket sure. i have a future ticket already on it like okay. i i would love i would love nothing i got more an old but, school
0: washington shirt so we should i, link I, would, up. I would
1: love, I, I would love nothing more i would love nothing more we should more do a podcast than, than to have a pack 12 uh, championship uh, in the final year of existence. I just would love it for the chaos. And like I said, I'm a guy that's a West Coast guy. Tonight. Give me. Like, what, I, I, what's, I, what's that guy's I, name? Bill Walton. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, I, I would love nothing more than a Pac 12 champion to win the last. Final Four and win the last year of existence back to I think it's chaos, and I think it's a big fuck you to every fucking committee person out there because Washington, if they're the national champions, who the fuck's going to say something else otherwise? Because they would have beaten Texas, they would have beaten Alabama or Michigan, they would have been the fuck one of the most solidified national champions in probably the history of this fourteen playoff. So I I, 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 would love nothing
0: more. You just live here. I I think Washington. I have an old school Washington shirt, so. We're on the same page there. We're going to make our predictions, obviously, next Tuesday live on our YouTube channel, and then you'll everybody will be able to listen back. Those are some of our best-reviewed episodes and most-listened-to episodes all year, and we're doing four years in a row. This is my like sixth year picking Bulls, and we're smarter about it now. We're not picking all 84 or however many Bull games that there are, because that that one year that we were there for three hours, three hours. I know you didn't – you didn't want to be hosting for three hours. Savannah didn't want to be there. Dom dragged her for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I think we should make an alliance. Here's here's my thinking, and I, I should message Jeremy on the side. Dom can't win next year. He can't. I can't deal with it anymore. He lives next door to me. He's my next-door neighbor. I can't have that. I, I, hate, I
1: hate doing this every single year because, like, look, I watch college basketball this time of the year still. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I in season tournament on Nico. I, I know I have DiLopes on TV playing number twenty five, San Diego State. Or like, like, like look, I, I, I am. I love the playoff. I love all postseason play, but fucking mess me up for the male fucking bowl i think i'll pass on that i'm still. So, i I'll i do not I do.
0: resemble that remark i will be i unfortunately i'm on a cruise for a portion of bowl season but i'll be i think it it automatically records to my youtube tv so i'm gonna be watching all the bowl games I'm making picks i i do the whole espn pick all the bowl games and i do uh I'm I'm sick that way. I love the way Nico loves college basketball. I love college football. And I may even love college wrestling a little bit more cuz I've been watching a lot of college wrestling the last few days. <clears throat> uh, just to let's give a shout out to the other conference champions. So every Division 1 team that's a conference champion this week. Uh Washington wins the Pac-12, Liberty conference USA champion, Alabama wins the SEC championship over Georgia, Michigan wins the Big 10 championship. Over Iowa, Florida State, ACC the, the Texas Iowa Big goal champion, Texas. a
1: half a point is so damn funny, and the fact oh, that oh
0: shit, zero. I told <laughs> you. Oh, I told you. That was the fact that their offensive coordinator was the head coach's son. And it, it, I saw a funny meme on TikTok. It's like when you have to fire your own because there's nothing else you can do about it. It's tough, they, but. they did everything they could to try and have him keep that job, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, Texas, big win over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship 49 21. SMU wins the AAC, upsetting Tulane. They were 22nd in the country coming into that game, and they get the big win 26 14. Uh, Miami wins the Mac. They are Maction champions. Boise, you can you can take the, the Mountain West may not look the same, but you can guarantee two damn things. Boise's playing for a Mountain West championship, and Boise's goddamn winning a Mountain West championship because they take down UNLV, who I thought was gonna handle them. UNLV was huge on the season, upset Air Force, upset everybody. And the Broncos just whooped that ass. 40 44-20. And uh, in the Sun Belt, you get Troy over Appalachian State. So Alabama gets two conference championships to celebrate over the weekend because I don't know if many people know this, Troy is in Alabama. Uh, I told you, I'm sick with college football. It's a a literal sickness. Uh, Anything else that we want to touch on? I know that we're going to talk about it more with Jeremy and and Dom next week for the College Bowl Pick'em Show. How about we do this, Nico? Why should people tune in live next Tuesday? What what's your favorite part about the College Bowl Pigum show?
1: Because if you think Jimmy and I just got in a heated argument for fucking th- twenty minutes we've been talking about it now, if you thought that was heated, wait till we add the the hothead on. radio. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I love Jeremy to death, but my god, if you if you if you thought that was heated between two of us arguing pretty much over the same
0: exact thing, not arguing we each thing. arguing with each other. We're making the same Jeremy point just- louder and louder. That's all we do. <laughs> and then we're going to add in a Miami hurricane slash Ohio state Buckeye slash Indiana Hoosier fan. Hoosier. Who, uh, who, 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 who has
1: his last Ohio state out, out in playoff, former quarterback, Michael Penix jr. From Indiana uh, in the college world playoff. Yeah, it's, It's going to be must-watch or must-listen radio, I think. That's how I should call it, must-listen radio.
0: Internet radio, podcasting. Tune in live next Tuesday, 7 p.m. on this YouTube channel, um, and then be sure to catch the replay if you miss any of that. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, NHL because we didn't talk about hockey. We kind of skipped it because there was some other stuff that we talked about with the NFL. Um, So looking at things now, basically everybody's about 25 games into an 82-game season. We're at the point where we're looking at just 10-game stretches, but I I say we start with the Colorado Avalanche because from where they were the last time that we actually looked at the standings, they have moved up two spots. They are holding down the first spot in the Central um, Division, still about five points behind uh, Vegas as the number one seed in the West, but we, we don't want to win the President's Trophy, and if you're going to catch Vegas right now, you're winning the goddamn President's Trophy because – uh, Vegas is Vegas uh, has had a tough man. tough little run last week and a half or so. Yeah.
1: Um but but you can't Vegas, win everything. Had, Nigo, had very, before very before,
0: before this little tough stretch, I think the last time they'd lost in regulation was last April. Yeah. So yeah. they yeah. are I I I said it at the beginning of the season that Vegas Colorado that Vegas borrow the cup. We may have to go in and steal that thing. I don't think they're giving that back. I I think they like it a lot and and they look pretty Pretty damn good. But the West is on a whole so much worse than the East. But I do think that we're going to see a, a Stanley Cup champion come out of the West again, just like we did last year. Because it was, it's, man, it's crazy. The, East the, East, the shit out of each other.
1: He's kicking the shit out of each other. And on that East note, I do want to say Lefty's back. And yeah. I hate, I hate pointing out that, that when I'm right, I'm right. But Tampa Bay is currently sitting at uh, fifth in its division. Uh, with Vasilevsky finally returning. So I was right that they weren't going to be a top three team when Vasilevsky returns. Holding down the playoff and they, spot. They're holding down playoff spot, barely. Um, we'll see how it ends. But like I said, they weren't going to be the same team without it because Josh Johnson yeah, ain't really fucking really. in
0: there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I had to. We the Thunder, we apologize. But I it, it has been tougher for them. Um, they haven't picked up Corey Perry like I kind of predicted a couple of weeks ago because they it, he would – why you get fired from one team and then you go to your ex-team's game the very next night? Dude, you know people are watching you. Everybody hates you. You are literally, I think, I think now that everybody else, he's, him and Marshand are the two most hated players in the NHL and now the Kachuk boys because they just rat everybody out. But man, you know people are going to be watching. Why show up at that game? What was the point? I would like to know the thought process of Corey Perry, but then again, if a guy bangs his, his new teammate's mom, I don't think that there's much of a thought process going on there, anyways. Um, looking over, we can, we can start in the East, kind of like we do. So if we're looking at playoff standings, uh, Boston, Florida, Detroit would be in from the Detroit's Atlantic.
1: Detroit has been, very, been a very, very good team this far this the this, this <laughs> start of the season. They look. They added Patrick Kane, and Kane hasn't played a minute yet. A minute of ice time as we're recording this. Obviously Thursday may be different, but as we're recording this, he hasn't played a minute of ice time. So Detroit, Detroit looks like a real look, and look. It's 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 crazy saying this, and I hate saying it, but hockey is somewhat better when the original six are doing good. Is all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say it's great. I say it's somewhat better when the original six are good teams.
0: I'm gonna say that Florida is my surprise because Florida's doing this, and they did it for a while without their top two defensemen, and now they get Eckblade back. And they're getting uh, – we were back. And, and, well, I just think that Florida being able to hold down the second spot in this division, I didn't think that they'd be able to get into the playoffs or they'd be making a late push to get a wild card spot because they were absolutely hammered by the end of the last playoffs. Like they wouldn't have been able – two more games and they may have had to throw out their AHL roster because all their NHL guys were hurt. It, w- it was dire straits for them. So Florida being where they are, they're getting a really good goaltending, and uh, they're they're just kind of doing what they need to at this point. And Kachuk, he's found a home, and uh, Florida is my surprise. They're about seven points behind Boston, but they as of now, they'd be a playoff team. Uh, the Metro, New York, Carolina, Philly, still uh, their game behind Carolina. New York is running away with this thing. New York is – they're plus goal twenty goal differential right now. They're eight oh, two and zero in their last ten. They've been looking absolutely deadly over the there in that Eastern Conference. Yeah, bad. you can you can say that, but they're you if you win and beat the teams that you should beat, and you got a plus twenty goal differential, and you're eight and two at home, ten and two on the road. That th- what what are we looking at here? Is the weakness for New York? I mean,
1: uh, New York's a, it's it's. It's offensive firepower from depth positions, and that's exactly what happened last year in the playoffs. The year before is like they, they couldn't score on the non-power play minutes. It's their depth scoring, and that's what the main problem will be. Norkin, and look, the, there's only one other team that I think has a halfway chance of catching them, and that's Carolina, because the Flyers aren't going to catch them eventually. Like, they, look, they may go on a little bit of run, but I don't think they will. The Islanders are hot, cold. The Capitals are playing for fucking one thing this year, that's Ovechkin breaking Gretzky's record of most goals of all time. The Penguins are fucking growing gray hair by the day. The Devils cannot stay on the ice. And do I even need to talk about the Blue Jackets? Like like this division is is a two-man race. And so everybody else would be like, ah, who 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 wants it less? <laughs> like, who, who who wants it less? <laughs> It's it's no. oh. it's, uh, it's it's crazy what the difference between the Atlantic and the Metro is because, like I said, I can I see fucking six playoff teams possibly the seven out of out of the Atlantic and I see two Cup contenders out of the Metro and that's and that's not even Cup contenders
0: that's Eastern Conference contenders out of the Metro. There's there's at least five Atlantic teams because the two wild cards are also Atlantic teams: Toronto and Tampa, uh, Washington, New York one game behind Tampa Bay for that second wild card spot. But now Vasilevsky getting back once he kind of gets ingratiated with the roster. Um, Kucherov has been, I mean, Kucherov can do this where he goes on certain runs and you're like, wow, that guy's the best. But I go back to just that cup final against Colorado and sure he was disappointed that that was going to be the end of this run for Tampa Bay. But the fact that he quit, The fact that he threw his gloves into the bench and didn't even play for that last little bit of of the last game there where they lost the cup to Colorado, I don't think that it's consistent. I I have worries about this team now, and I thought that they would be sitting a little bit higher than they were when Vasilevsky finally came back. They got a lot of work to do, but here's the thing. I think their coaching is what's going to push them to that level. I don't trust Toronto. Toronto still has to earn my trust. They earned my trust in the first round last year but then i think there's they got swept in the playoff. second round what the there's fuck more. dude there's more than one round of the playoffs i have you been eliminated so often that you forget no there's four rounds of the playoffs get it together
1: there's there's one overlaying effect that in my opinion the tampa bay and it's it's the stamkos non-free uh, agency like, like they they refuse no they, they refuse to talk to him and and look they have no money and so not even tell the guy who wore the C on his chest for what was it 15 years 10 15 years Since, at least 10 I at least 10 forever at, yeah at least 10 years like to not even give that guy like a, a conversation be like you know what like I I don't know if we're gonna be able to make a deal because of where the money is allocated across the team so not even have a conversation with him that just shows. That the Lightning may be ready to just rebuild entirely, and, and and it's weird saying that, but they may you no know, going into next year. Like Kucherov's getting older, Hadman's So on the last couple of legs, he just hit a thousand games. Like he's on his last couple of legs. Stamkos yeah, may not be there. It maybe it may be time for a reset after next year. I'm not saying this year. They still a playoff team this year. I'm saying next year, it may be time for it. The reset may be closer than you think, Tampa fans.
0: Um, uh, looking just towards the bottom, so for the bottom of the Eastern Conference, we have uh Buffalo, which is embarrassing for me because I gave them a lot of credit. At the beginning, I of the give season. Ottawa a lot of credit,
1: they're the worst team in that division, they're the worst yeah. team in
0: the Eastern Conference. They have about 18 points right now. Um, Columbus sitting at 20 points, so from the top at 37 all the way down to the bottom at 18. Eastern Conference, for as tough as it is up top. It does get a little bit weak towards the bottom. But then we look over at the West, and the playoff teams sit as such, from the Central, Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg. Winnipeg is is a surprise there. I'm just going to put that out there right away. But right how now, about Colorado, how Colorado how 32, Bucs 31, and 30 team. in the Central Central Division right now. That's that's a tight race. How about just carries that, that, that team.
1: Every, every always,
0: day. always, even in NHL. Team? I fucking hate. He's Winnipeg gonna, he's in that win first the best, round. Of the he's going to
1: win the Vesna because of how poor the rest of that team is. And, and look, this is a team that lost Shifley, lost Blake Wheeler, and they're in a playoff zone one guy. If, if you're if you're if you're a team like Edmonton, if you're a team like uh, uh, Toronto, or a team that has a real Cup aspiration because your offense. You go call uh, Winnipeg and see what it takes to get Halbuck because this guy on a damn good team in front of them could win a cup. And I'm serious because he, what he does with the little he has, it's crazy to me.
0: Yeah. No, it's – I mean, they, they should, somebody should get him out of there because he, he's doing a lot with very little. Uh, it's, it's, I it's, can't it's believe John, that they're there John. because they've had so much – they've had so much behind-the-scenes issues. Like in the it's, locker room and, and the coaching – it's something. been
1: bad, yeah. It's it's John Gibson the last couple three four years where he was like a top three goalie in hockey, but there's no one scoring any goals and, and just doing nothing. Like like look, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, all of a, like it's a weak, it's a weak division. It really is a weak division, and they have a chance to still make the playoffs with them. But like, do you really think that Winnipeg has has a chance of beating the top dogs in this conference? And I don't think a lot of people will say yes. Unless look, how Buck, H- how H- H- can steal a game. We we know that goalies can steal games in playoffs, but he won't be able to steal a series against the teams like in the West.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, the team that's going to catch them is Arizona. Possibly they're two points behind them. Yoltsin the
1: won five in a row against yeah. five yeah. teams. Including most, the Avalanche. Five most recent teams that won the cup, and this is a team that's still playing at 3,500-person arena. <laughs> Let's not forget. Owen Cooley looks like an absolute stud for them, so they, they, they did good in the draft. They're not yeah, anywhere I mean, near where they could be in terms of contenders, but look, it's, it's a team that was all very, very thought of about getting moved. And look, I have Arizona ties, so like I have a soft spot for the Arizona teams, except the Suns. So I have a soft spot because I have people who work for them. And like I said, the Yelts getting being halfway decent and something to cheer about, I think it's good for that state. No,
0: it, and they took on the uh, the personality of being in a college arena they're kind of like that college dude at the bar where they don't really understand that they shouldn't just go out and pick a fight with anybody but then since they do and they have that bravado the person that they're fighting kind of backs down a little bit and that's what happened in that avalanche game they didn't expect arizona to play the way that they did even though arizona has been this way for the last three years like you don't want to tussle in mullet arena going to mullet arena as small as it is as it i mean as a visiting team you're in a shack you're changing at the truck stop across the street. Ba- you basically don't even have a dressing room in the in, you're, you're, in the you're, arena, you're, so you're, you have getting, a, a huge home home ice advantage.
1: And you're getting yelled at by college kids on the ice. You you, know, you
0: can hear everything. Just Black the ice. most amount of privilege that you can hear dripping from those stands.
1: It's, it, it, I'm like, sorry. It's little, I know you went
0: to college in Arizona, but I'm going to yeah, stand behind
1: that most. No, the you're, most not, you're not. Of
0: you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all.
1: Arizona has 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 its uh has a, look. It's a warm weather state for a reason, and there's a reason why ASU and U of A has its uh, aura behind it. But yeah, I know having that many college kids just breathing down your neck in a 3,500 arena, where we literally the guys in the nosebleeds can hear the puck wrap around. <laughs> like it's it's you hear
0: everything.
1: It's it's college it's college basketball in a, in, a, in the NHL. Like it's literally that on top of each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing before we move from the Central, just looking at the Avalanche specifically, because we're a Colorado podcast, so we might as well talk about the some of the best athletes. I know that the Nuggets are the defending champions, so they get the shine now, and the Avalanche have to earn their way back into the, the moniker of the state. Uh, looking at it, Kale McCarr right now sitting at 34 points on the season. He's leading the team. Miko Rantanen, 12 goals. He leads the team in that category. McCarr also leads an assist. <laughs> Colton leads in penalty minutes, which honestly, if you know what role he was brought into play and the fact that he signed a contract and he's gonna be here for a while, I'm good with that. He should be leading penalty minutes. He's there to be like that little bit of a a spark plug that you don't want to play against on that second slash third line. Um, and then for obviously plus minus, Kale mccarr is gonna have uh the best numbers there. 18. He's also playing on damn near 30 minutes a night, 24, 27. Um I, I will say outside of the few injuries, there's some things that I can take away from the avalanche that are very positive. Val Nachushkin looks like Val from the playoff run. Seems like he's gotten over whatever the hell happened in the, the, off, father, the postseason new, last year, yeah, new father, new Val father and, and everything like that. So things are looking up that, that direction. Johansson is finding his role. Like you filled that Landeskog role. I don't need you to be fast enough to keep up with everybody on the ice plant your big ass in front of the goaltender and chip in those pucks that get knocked down in front of the net. That's all I need you to do. Mac and Miko are going to shoot. You collect the trash. Uh, It's D it's D three, collect the trash, collect the damn trash. And that's what Rand Johansson does. Uh, What have you seen from the avalanche that makes you most excited about what they could possibly do this season?
1: Georgia has has been a number one goalie. He's a top five goal in hockey right now, in my opinion. He he has played great, great, great hockey, and look, this is a defense that is depleted. Let's 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 be honest with ourselves, right? Cam McCarr is missing as a recording missing the game against the Ducks. You have Sammy G. I hope I hope the best for him, but he's on the um, NHL leave list, um, getting help, which is awesome for him. I forgot, we haven't talked game. about that.
0: that I'm glad he's awesome
1: getting. I'm glad he's getting the help he needs. But, and then you look at, like, Bo Byram has been hot and cold this season. You lost Eric Johnson. This is a defense that is relying very, very heavily on your favorite player, on Josh Manson, and, 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 and relying heavily on Bo Byram. And Bo Byram does not have a great start to the year. He's been very recently. Um, but this defense is depleted, and, and the fact that they're winning this many games is a kudos to what George Ev has done as the number one goalie and being the guy. I said, giving it a chance, saying you're our guy. There's, a, it goes a long way. It really does. It really goes a long way giving a goaltender the the um, the confidence of being like, you know what, you're our guy. We'll give you a, every a night off every so every now and then, but you're our guy, and we're sticking with that. And and he has taken that confidence and ran away with job and been the guy because like I said the elves don't have a number two right now it's fucking useless and Noonan like they do not have a number two right now um it, I think it's Pros is the other guy been, a yeah games. he
0: played on Saturday against – those are
1: those are are not <laughs> those are not quality number two so be able to lead the pack and be the guy I think it's been huge for him and I think like I said I think we're seeing a year from him that that is much needed in, in terms of what's happened so far in front of him.
0: Uh, and uh, Josh Manson is your benchmark for defense, what you're relying on. He has that one play in the play in the cup run where he got in there and made a save That's why he's my favorite player. And he plays with a little bit of grit, but that if you're relying on him for your defense. That's, that's problematic. Uh, Pacific Vegas has the lead by four games over Vancouver. Vancouver still holding serve uh, sitting at 33 points right now. And then LA, we knew LA was going to be a very good team coming into the season. They have 31 points. The two wild card teams are from the Central, and then Nashville hanging out three points behind St. Louis. But those are two uh, Arizona would have Arizona would have the first wild card, and uh, St. Louis would have the second. So it would be an ABS Blues matchup in the first round of the playoffs, and it would be a Vegas Arizona matchup, which would be kind of fun—battle of the Desert. Oh, it'd be fun.
1: Those are two good fun playoff matchups, in my opinion. Very, Do you think very, that the soft.
0: Kings can put because nobody is giving Vancouver the credit to be able to push Vancouver, Vegas? Can't, can Vancouver? Is a
1: damn good hockey team right now. Vancouver is a Do damn good team. Do you think that they team.
0: can dethrone Vegas? Then who's going to beat Vegas for the Pacific? I don't, look, look, it's
1: it's four points. We're very early in the season, so we're not even have the halfway point. I, look, I think Vancouver is a very very good team. I, I love what, what, what uh talk has done over there. I think he's in an absolute major piece in turning that organization they thought was dead in the water after they traded Horvat away last summer. Um, and they've completely done a three sixty and they've they're a damn good team. That's because Demko has been on real too to start the year. Um, and, and obviously having the Quinn Hughes be the man defensively, he's he's showed why he's he he was a top top pick in a draft. So Vancouver's a damn good team. Look, I I keep hate keep going back to this, but 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 there's there's still one team in this division that could go on a stupid run and sneak don't into a it. wild card playoff team. It's the San Jose it. Sharks. I'm joking. I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm joking. Darren, that um, one's the, for you. Yeah, the the, the the Oilers. That boy fadeaway at VSN. The oilers are not back the playoffs. Like, like they have to win. They have to go on a hundred. I saw the stat where I think it was a week or two ago. They have to go on a hundred ten point pace to make the playoffs after this terrible start. That's that's not good. It's not. Their goaltender so, can't
0: snub a beach ball right now.
1: they don't have one guy they can rely on. So no. uh, the, the the wild card team here, in my opinion, is the Kraken and the Flames because the Kraken haven't been healthy, and the and Calgary is just so hot cold all season. It's really a three man race here um but i would i i I would be surprised if the kraken and the flames weren't in contention for the wild card spot at the end of the year. I think they'll be in contention. Do i think they get it? no. I th- but I think they'll be in contention. All right.
0: That's uh, that's a good amount of NHL talk. Just real quickly going to look over at the NBA standings. Uh-huh. I mentioned I'm watching the in-season tournament Milwaukee's ahead in New York. I'm watching on Tuesday so that I believe the tournament's going to be over by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, it will be over. But,
1: they'll be they'll be in Vegas starting starting right. the the finals of the tournament because the first round of the playoffs, well, not playoffs, first round of the Cup playoffs is, went on last or on Monday night, where where uh, the Pelicans beat the Kings and then the uh, uh, Pacers beat the Celtics, which is which is a little bit of a Ooh. surprise. Here, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so we yeah. were
0: right last week. Boston wasn't taking that shit seriously. They're like, ah, get me out of here! I don't want to do
1: this. Milwaukee is taking this seriously, so that may be the team that should be the favorite to win this right now. Um, We'll see what the Suns and Lakers game looks like. We haven't watched that. Obviously, you're listening to this this game's already happened, but let's just see what that game looked like. But I find it hard pressed to bet against anyone beating uh, Milwaukee in this tournament. If anyone does it, I think it could be the Pacers because their stupid up and down play that they do, Uh, up and down, up and down, scoring a hundred. 30 points, 120 points a game.
0: 300, 400, 500. So, if they score six, we're going to score 601.
1: I don't give a shit. It's, it, and look, I, I, I know I gave a lot of shit to this tournament. The of the year, I'm still pretty good. I'll tell you what, like it really is giving like, look, it's not much meaning. Don't get me wrong. I'm not fucking, Oh my God, this is much, this watch. but it's the NBA it's, cup. The NBA people, cup. Pe- pe- people are, are these games are, are like, Real feels doesn't doesn't feel like playoff playoff game, but it feels like there's real stakes. I hope because the amount of money each player can win, so like it doesn't I was feel for like football. there's a That's the only bonus. reason I have it on. Yeah, that's, that's that's very fair, but but like I said, I, I, it's 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 done a decent job of bringing eyes to the to the game before Christmas, and that's all I think that honestly Silver, Silver cares about.
0: No, uh, it's it's great, and we're talking about it, so it's obviously not like it's worthless. Uh, or anything like that looking at the standings just going to take a quick peek eastern conference boston one orlando two milwaukee tied with them at three philly uh four new york five indiana six miami seven cleveland eight brooklyn nine and atlanta ten uh best team out of the last ten is going to be your orlando magic nine and one in the last ten baby uh is Shaq playing? Did I miss Penny Hardaway coming back? Um, yeah, well, they,
1: Orlando has, has. What the hell is really, Orlando doing up there? Well, they, Orlando has some really, really good young talent. Anthony Black. They have Jalen Suggs they drafted um, last year. Paolo Banchero. Actually, I'm sorry, Anthony Black isn't on the team, but Paolo Banchero being the number one guy on that team, he's he's taking that second year sophomore leap. Um, Franz Wagner, the German, like the the Dirk product, uh, playing center for them. He's been very, very good. Uh, they have. Guys like Cole Anthony, who look, I'm. You can put up the ticker. You probably don't know who the hell these guys' names are. I, Cole I, I was
0: gonna. I I've had to delete it because we put more tickers in there. But yeah, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah,
1: Cole Cole, Cole, Cole Anthony is a very, very good player at college in North Carolina, but he he's done a really really good job this start start of the year. And they have a guy, Markel Fultz, who who was an number one overall pick, who found a found a home in Orlando, and and has done a really good job with what he's been given so far. So. Like, do I think Orlando has sustainability of being a contender in the East? No, they don't. There's zero chance about that. They may be. But I think, do I think this team's three or four years away from that? Possibly. I think it's closer than teams like Atlanta, who, who, who were in Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. So they, 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 they have real aspirations with that, with that young team. And, and like I said, it's, it's fun to see new, new teams, new blood, uh, new, new, new dogs in the fight, especially in the Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, no, and then uh, looking over at the Western Conference, let's see: uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver Tide. Minnesota is uh, the best DMG team back. in basketball right
1: now. Minnesota is the yep. best team in basketball. It's weird saying that, but Minnesota definitely is. What, what, what that team over there and what, what, uh, um, what Kermit. Anthony Edwards and company have have done? Minnesota is a team that look. I called it before the season. I said this team is going to be a, a hosting a playoff series, maybe hosting two. They're that good. They are that good,
0: and they're finally figuring it out. Verbal meme, Pat Bev on the scores table. Yes, yes. Um, And and I'm going to tell you right now, my girlfriend's family is a Minnesota fan. So if her brother's listening to this, he's gone to Vegas for the first time. So I have no clue if he's actually listening to this right now. But when he does listen to this, Hayden, congratulations. Minnesota's the number one team. In the NBA, you still
1: you're st- you're still lost in five to us and and made. I was gonna say,
0: five to five. I I have uh, the I don't know what it was, but Raleigh and I were like in Gunnison and and I was I was on one. I was talking about the NBA, which you've influenced me over the last four years of this show. You have influenced me because I'm talking about the NBA, and she got a voice memo on me like, "We have Rudy Gobert calling Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert calling Anthony Towns," and her dad just sent back like, "What in the hell did I just listen to?" I was like, "That's your son." Trying to explain why the Nuggets beating the Timberwolves actually makes sense because we had too many big men on the floor. I was like, dude, no, just just accept. Like Denver beat you that year because we were better than you. That's and all. Man, that, that's all. That
1: and Minnesota is built to beat us. Let's not forget. Like like what Tim Connolly, the guy. Tim who Connolly wants us, to beat yeah. the
0: shit out of us. Are you kidding?
1: it doesn't matter what they do if they beat the different nuggets in the playoffs they fucking make their goal okay how if they go past that then man that they're, they're they're real championship hopes is all i'm gonna say because typically built this offense built this defense to stop Jokic and stop jamal murray and company and and through one game they beat us this year but through 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 this far the season this team has looked sustainable and been a very very good team
0: yeah, they're sitting at fifteen and four right now. Like I said, Oklahoma City number two in the West, Denver three. They're tied. Uh, Denver still a, technically Still
1: on a few at home. Another week down, yeah. another on a, a few at home. So we'll we'll see if that continues. But you don't, don't lose sit home until games. we score, baby. You don't lose home games. I think good things
0: going to happen. So keep that yeah. going to the window. Uh, number four, Phoenix, three and a half games back in Minnesota. Sacramento number five. Dallas six. L.A. Lakers number seven, Pelicans number eight, Clippers number nine, and then Houston rounding out number ten. Golden State sitting half a game back. It is so weird to talk about Golden State being outside of the playoff picture, looking in. But I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: Not even just a play-in picture. Play-in picture, yeah, not not playoff picture.
0: Play-in picture.
1: Yeah, no, I. The Golden State has has been. They, look, Andrew Wiggins, after that one heroic season, that's his fucking Jimmer season. Like he, He'll he never have that again, I'll tell you that. So um, congratulations, Warriors fans. You treated all those young guys away, James Wiseman, Jordan Poole, and you got older by adding in Chris Paul. Crazy. What happens when you add older players to an older aging team and what happens? And I'm sorry, uh, uh, Fat Boy Fadeaway, but I think I'm not wrong when I say this. Getting older did nothing I think for your probably, team.
0: They probably agree with you from from what i've been hearing on talking to gridiron basketball hasn't been the the greatest subject to talk about um speaking of which let's transition to some football it's time for picks before we get into it nico do you want to address the people because let's let's get the elephant in the room you went on Oh, i did i did shoot i, did. I didn't know that i i went two and three because i had indianapolis i had houston but we both the the last oh three God, games of the weekend didn't go not, well. Then,
1: now that makes sense because I had a terrible betting week, <laughs> and so now, so yeah, now right. I understand where where it all came from. But yeah, I yeah, not no, not not great. No, not great.
0: So the the records going into this week, are you ready for this? I'm thirty six and thirty five. You are thirty eight and thirty two on the season. Close, two more close. wins, three less losses. It is yeah. it is neck and neck. And uh, we're we're gonna give the update after we do the picks. But since I'm I'm going on a cruise, my family decided to go on a cruise for Christmas this year. We're changing up our tradition. I don't know whether it's gonna be good or bad. As an Italian and a superstitious person, I'm kind of thinking like lightning's gonna strike the boat. But I'm ke- I'm keeping that outside of my mind for now. But we're we're gonna my, have to my make family, our
1: picks. My, my family did that two years ago, right before COVID. Yeah, two three years huh? ago. Three years. See, ago, yeah. so, right before COVID. Stop that. Before COVID. Everyone, everyone's got to do it once.
0: <laughs> so I, in my 26 years, I have never not celebrated Christmas Eve at my grandmother's house or somebody on my mom's side of the family's house. So it'll be a little bit interesting, but we are going to have, uh, kind of like we did a couple weeks ago. So we're going to do a pick segment, which we're going to be recording after we record this episode. You guys will see us. We'll be in a costume change. Or whatever you want to call it, but we're going to be making picks and then we're going to be re-releasing old episodes, but we're going to have to make like picks for week 15 and week 17 tonight. Um, It's going to be a little bit interesting, but moving forward, there's only like a four games worth of separation. So if I win a couple games back on you, you end up having a couple bad weeks. Things could turn around in a hurry. Uh, things have week, not been going well so far,
1: pick. so good, good yeah. change, good change. Very six quickly.
0: games to pick this week, and we're kicking things off on Thursday Night Football. It's ugly. I'm not can, happy can we, about
1: it. I want to spend less than two minutes on this game, okay? I'm picking There we the go. Steelers. So we're starting I'm, at, I'm, at one hour. I'm picking the Steelers. This is the, Steelers. The, 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 the Patriots are horrendous. I, I, the, oh, they're, I, I'm not, not going to watch this game. I'm not going to watch this game, plain and
0: simple, okay? This, this is the horrendous game. Give me the Steelers. I wish I was out of the country for this game. Um, the the Patriots losing six-nothing, zero points against the Chargers, and we all know what Brandon Staley is right now, and that that's nothing. I can't, I can't believe that it. is nothing. Give me the I'm as much I'm, as I
1: hate the Steelers, give me the Steelers. I'm surprised I wasn't scored, on I don't think ever I don't think anything's
0: happened six-zero in the last fucking 50 years. I'll tell you what uh speaking of never happening in the last 60 years Jake Browning like I said leads the Bengals to an overtime win on Monday Night Football now he has Gardner Minshew the hot ass Colts coming into Cincinnati they're favored by a point uh I went against them last week and it bit me in the ass it would have given me another goddamn game we would have been within one of each other I've finally gotten over that trivia hump Nico I'm sticking with my boys. I've I brought up the Hawaiian shirt for a reason. You think I'd look like this? I look ridiculous. I look ridiculous, but I'm going with the Bengals, baby. Give me the Jake Browning. Jake Browning there's, only have five incompletions is unprecedented, man.
1: There's 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 a couple ways I could I could pick this game. Um I could pick it with the hopes of hoping that the Broncos can still make the playoffs, and that's we're picking the Bengals because the Colts yes. are ahead of both of us. The Colts are ahead of both of us right now. Yes, the Bengals are still in the playoff picture. Yes, I know Hall Hell's breaking loose, but it hasn't, and there's still a chance. <laughs> I said it last week. I said the Bengals still have a chance to make playoffs. You win this week, see what happens, and look what happens. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're sitting right at six and six with a game out. So I'm going to pick the Bengals here because I think that. We both need the Colts to win or lose. We need both need the Colts to lose. How the fucking Indianapolis Colts went into Tennessee and beat beat the Titans with with Gardner Minshew I will never know. Okay, I didn't watch that game because the Broncos game was all at the same time. But I look over and I'm sport. like, I'm sorry, what? I, 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 uh, yeah.
0: I, wait, no, wait a I, second. I, Tennessee had to make it like a 24 point comeback with Will Levis to make it to overtime. I was. I was close on that I one. Disgusted. I started I off just, the weekend nine and zero because my mom, uh, di- my mom's office does a pool of all the games. I had a nine and zero start to the weekend, Nigo, and then it all just fell apart at the afternoon game. So was, we're not going to talk dis- about that. I was
1: disgusted. I was like, "Come on, Tennessee, you're better than that." But I guess they're not. Oh, so. apparently, yeah, give they're me, apparently, give me the not. Bengals. I need it. You need it.
0: We Come need on, Nigo. Ready? Who day Who day? Who they say gonna beat them Bengals? Who they? Still, who they, who they say gonna beat them Bengals? No, we're all still fighting. we
1: the same position, fighting for the playoffs. Still, I, I'm not. I
0: can't do that yet. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, moving to your game, Broncos at Chargers. Uh, Nico, I'm gonna put the line up here, and I'm. I'm. I'm I want to see your reaction live. Three, really? Look, I, I, I. Have you not I, watched I, the Chargers play?
1: I listen to a lot of a lot of sports betting shows because the degenerate I am. Uh, I'm gonna get a shirt that says "The Degenerate" and just fucking wear it around to the show. But look, uh, the, the reason why, when you see a minus three line, it, and it's for a home team, it, it's literally home field advantage. That's the only reason why it is. Is because these teams are about even, and you know what? I think the home team will win. You go back to the previous line. Um, the, the Colts and Bengals, my, minus one for the Colts. The betting favorite is the Colts, minus one. You see a minus three. You see a minus three up, and it's the home team. That means that they're giving home field advantage to that team, and then they think that well, the Chargers are good enough to win at home by three points at minimum. That's basically just one backfield goal. That's that's how they do these lines. I look. I'm picking the Broncos. I think this is. Look, look. This could be the nail in the coffin. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Because for whatever reason, the Patriots' defense held the Chargers to six points. Let me let me let me let me repeat that: the Patriots' defense held the Chargers to six points. Not you, the Chargers couldn't get a touchdown in New England <laughs> against one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, give me the Broncos getting back on track. The boys get one back, and I think we win this one. I look a plus three. I'm gonna take it obviously, but I'm I'm gonna take the money line because I think I think I think we win this game. I think we get ourselves back in a position um after a terrible loss last week. Uh hopefully figure it out and get back on track.
0: You're not gonna have to put Russell Wilson in positions to outduel CJ Stroud. I think that's what killed the Broncos last week. I'm gonna go a little throwback to last week because you you brought this up. Uh do I or do I not have a pulse? Yes. and is or is Brandon Staley the coach of the San Diego uh, excuse me yes. Los Angeles Chargers but we've said it you can take the team out of San Diego but you can't take the San I'll Diego the San out Diego of the team <laughs> i know Sean Payton is going to outcoach Brandon Staley i know Sean Payton is not going to give Russell Wilson more than 20 attempts passing and i know for a fact in those 20 attempts Russell Wilson is probably going to throw 10 of those out of bounds yet this is the week where you're going to be able to run block you're going to be able to get that going and I see the Broncos beating beating the Chargers, so I'm on Broncos too. We're both on Denver for that one. And we're, and look, we're in lockstep look, this week.
1: And look, I, I hate uh, wanting awards halfway – not halfway, but like three-quarters of the way through a season. But what Sean Payton has done with this fucking shitty-ass roster is fucking to a whole. That's all I'm going to say, okay? The fact that this team is in playoff contention – Like with how untalented this team is goes to show how good of a coach he is. Okay. So I I look, he, he has coached circles around everybody around him. It was literally just the talent that helped Houston get past us last week, but the last six weeks, I, I would say that he has out coached every single person um, that he's coached against the last, last five, six weeks. So we'll see what, what this team does going forward. But I like this team trying to stay in the playoffs.
0: No, I think it's it's fair. Um, we're both on the Broncos. We haven't had a pick against each other so far. Moving to Sunday Night Football, Eagles at Cowboys. Eagles got shellacked. That was uh, surprising. I did not expect it to be that way. I, I wasn't saying that the, the 49ers couldn't win, but I didn't think it'd be the way that they did. It was personal, and it was personal all the way to the end, all the way down to DeAndre Swift getting his ass lit up when you're down by 30 in the fourth quarter. Like, the, you cannot tell me that San Francisco didn't want that damn game. And congratulations, yeah. 49ers fans, you guys won the Super Bowl in week 13. Okay. I want to give you a standing ovation, but I just – I don't even have the ability to do that. I, I, um, I don't know if
1: you saw the fucking the, – the, 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 the audacity of of Twitter – and' oh, not Twitter, X now – Giving Brock Purdy the MVP, I was like, I- "I'm sorry, hold on a second, <clears throat> uh, hold on, hold, <laughs> hold, hold on a 2nd I, I, I would, look. I- I'm not on talking to gridiron but you can p- say this point for me when you talk about it. Brock Purdy is not the MVP of that team. It's fucking run CMC, okay? Both you and I know this. That if Run CMC is playing football for this team, they're a good team. He's not playing. It's incredible. It it's they're incredible. not good. Like, 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 like you can you can make that point for me when you talk to them next because you'll talk to I them. Tried. I tried I,
0: I tried. I tried to runs. tell them I was like, look up his high school highlight, you'll see exactly what I saw at 15 years old. I'm standing on the on the sidelines of Heritage High School. We're going up against Valor Christian. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this Christian McCaffrey guy. First play of the game, they kick off to us because they subscribe to the Little Giants theory. We're going to kick it off, take it from you, and then ram it down your throat. On the opening kickoff, the fastest guy on our team gets hit at the 15-yard line on the kickoff return by Christian McCaffrey. His helmet rolls through the back of the end zone. That was how the game started. And that was not even his number one position. That was just a kickoff. At high I, school. I, Christian I, McCaffrey's I, been the best player on the field since then.
1: He's the best player on that team. And like I said, it's a team of Trent Williams. Very, very talented. Probably top two best left tackle in football, if not the best. Uh, Nick Bowles, who's, who was a defensive player of the year last year, or maybe the year before, whenever it was. I don't remember who it was. Or if it was TJ Watt, whatever. You have... Debo Samuel, George Kittle, George Kittle's a top three tight end in football. Debo Samuel, top fifteen receiver in football. After especially what he did last week, the best player on the field is number twenty three. Okay, and I will stand on that fact. Okay, if McCaffrey's is in the game, doesn't matter what Brock Purdy does. All he has to do is look for twenty three. Okay, all you got to like, do I, is I, just
0: I know the Tyler staff is Tyler
1: Christian the ball. I I know I know Tyler is is all over Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that, Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that. If number 13 does not see number 23 on the field, shit fucking doesn't go right. Okay. He sees little fucking 5'11, Christian, maybe six foot. I don't know if he's six foot. Five I eleven, know. six foot Christian McCaffrey, number 23 on the field next to him. He's like, oh God. All right. Worst case scenario, we know where the fucking ball's going, okay? And that's exactly what they do. And I look, I know Debo had a great game last week. I know Brock Purdy threw for a lot of touchdowns last week. You get McCaffrey the ball, everybody gets fucking open. That's why he's the mo- yeah. why he's the most valuable player on that team. I will stand on this fact. I will, and I'll argue up a wall. Like like. Well, like I mean, Crawford. look at look
0: at the last time Shanahan had a number one running back to go to in Terrell Davis. They won back to back Super Bowls. I mean, Kyle hasn't been able to do that, but goddamn, he has Chris uh, McCaffrey.
1: John Ellie at the end of his career when he won the last two Super Bowls was not the John Ellie of the fucking first eight years of his career, okay. When they're making the six weeks in
0: the second one, Bubby Brister was a starting quarterback for six weeks for the 98 season.
1: That was TD's team, okay. That was TD's team, and this is Christian McCaffrey's team. I hate to say it, San Francisco, but he I don't know why we're talking
0: about the 49ers when we're talking we're supposed to be talking about the Eagles and Cowboys, but you you get the gist. Um this game takes on now so after the eagles lose to the 49ers which i i was being tongue-in-cheek there i know that we spent 15 minutes talking about the 49ers it was warranted because of what they did to the eagles and in fact i did turn that replay on so i'm watching that game uh back as i'm recording this episode but now that the eagles lost to the 49ers if the cowboys beat the eagles the cowboys take over number one in the afc east and the eagles fall not only from the number one seed but all the way down to a wild card team because they would no longer have the tiebreaker over the Cowboys because the Cowboys have a better winning percentage against the NFC. And they would also have the same record. Plus you wipe out that head to head victory from earlier on in the season. If the Cowboys get the win at home, they're favored by three and a half. They've looked really good. The Eagles, we've said the last few weeks, they're, they're killing themselves. They're burning the candle at both ends. How do you, Continue to win these really, really close games, and then it it all just ended up falling apart last week. I think you can kind of chalk it up to that. Is this the weekend we see Dallas take that next step? They almost beat them last year in Dallas with a backup quarterback. Might I remind you? Uh, What do you think?
1: How many wins does the Dallas Cowboys have over winning teams? One. That was last week. One. They finally got their monkey off their back, and it took a fucking Dallas Cowboy comeback to do it. So let's not forget, yeah, the Eagles don't lose back-to-back. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't remember the last time the Eagles lost back-to-back games. I, I really don't. I, I, I think I want to say probably beginning of last year because they've only probably. had one, two losses this year, and both were very spread apart. Like I'm, yeah. I'm taking the Eagles, and I'm flying with it all the way. I, I Cowboys, it's, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs for you, for the Dallas Cowboys for me. I need to see you beat good teams. Plain and simple, they finally got a win against a against a decent team last week. Um, I, I forgot who they played last week, but it, I know it was over a winning uh, a, a, a
0: team with a winning record. Fucking who was it last week? Fuck. Let's see, I'm I'm looking it up now. So uh, the Seahawks, I I, they had to come yeah, back Seahawks. win against the Seahawks. The
1: Seahawks should have won that football game. Let's not forget, Seahawks were up most of that game, and and the Cowboys snuck back in and won that football game. So yeah, I. And, look, the Seahawks aren't a team that I have high aspirations for, in my opinion. That team is still not – Geno Smith, it looks like the Geno Smith that was not very good in the last three, four years before last season. So, yeah, no, I'm taking the Eagles. They don't lose back-to-back. The Cowboys, prove it to me, and then I'll start picking you. But, no, give me the Eagles.
0: Uh, I sleep next to Rocky every night. He's told me, bet on the birds. The birds don't lose back-to-back, especially, you know, we're going to go into Dallas. We're going to ruin Jerry's world. Okay, and I'm gonna have a sausage hoagie on the way out of there. Uh, did you see that damn Dom D'Alessandro guy or Tommy D, whatever his security guy for Nick Sirianni, getting into the fight on the sidelines? Uh, with that, we're we're a hundred percent on the same page right now, and that brings us to the Monday night doubleheader. First game, uh, Packers six and a half point favorites against the Giants. This game has turned in to a little bit of who's relevant, who's going to continue to be. The Packers got a huge win last weekend and look to possibly do this the same thing it's not this i mean beating the giants is not the same as beating the chiefs but the giants are surging under um tommy devito they're surging under the sopranos king the king and and everything like that it's hard for me to pick against a a fellow italian boy he's born born in jersey he's got that jersey juice i'm finally gonna start buying into the packers I'm, I'm going to take the cheeseheads here. I, I think Wisconsin gets a huge win against Tommy Cutlets. What are, What are you, What you? say you?
1: Uh, I'm going to make a statement on this show right now that I, I could turn into a horrible take in fucking seven weeks. The Green Bay Packers are making the playoffs. Yeah, you heard me. Listen to the rest of their schedule, Jimmy. They face the New York football Giants this weekend, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next weekend, Carolina Panthers the next week, Vikings in Minnesota, and then finish the season with the Bears. Jordan Love is going to get the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. They'll be a wild card team. I don't know if they'll win the division, but I, they will be in the playoffs.
0: I, I, Dang. I, 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 be I, wild card team. That's when Aaron Rodgers won the last Super Bowl for the Packers. They have beat three
1: very good football teams. Actually, not very. The Chargers are fucking shit, but they were decent three weeks ago. Let's not forget. Okay, Chargers, people were a lot really high on the Chargers three weeks ago. But they've beat three teams that with with championships that's playoff hopes. And the Lions, Chargers, and Chiefs back to back to back. They've got through the hardest part of the schedule by far and away. Hardest part of the schedule is behind them. If you tell me that that the Packers need to win four games, right? They need to get to ten and what? Ten and seven? Ten and seven to make the playoffs? i say they do it. I absolutely say they do it. I think they beat the Giants. I think they beat the Panthers. Hell, the Bears will be playing for Caleb Williams final week. So there's four right there. And then the last two are all remain to be seen. I think they make the playoffs. I really do. And, and so give me the Packers here. It's weird saying that after the start they had, but Jordan Love has those boys believe it. And, and, and they have those boys believe it. So I think the Packers make the playoffs. And I think they definitely win this weekend. And they win four out of the last. Was it six games? Four of the last six games.
0: Damn, we're we're in lockstep right now, all the way through, and I don't think it's going to change out for the last Monday Night Football game because we got Tennessee going to Miami. Miami favored by thirteen. um Is it time that we start giving them the credit? Like, can they not only beat bad teams? It doesn't matter this week because Tennessee is below five hundred, and Miami tends to beat the shit out of these teams, anyways. But I said it on talking Gridiron. Whose bright idea was it on the Commanders not to play safety over the top of Tyreek Hill? I mean, who who's the genius that came up with that playbook, that game plan? And he should be fired immediately on the spot, never allowed to come within 50 feet of Ralph John Stadium, ever again. What in the hell are we doing? You you put there's two things, three things constant in life: death, taxes, and you put a safety over the top of Tyreek Hill's head.
1: It's, it's wild that, that look Tyreek Hill has solidified himself as as this generation is just like just just unbelievable talent at the receiver position like he has revolutionized the position he's short he's small but man he can be everybody he can he can outrun everybody and I mean everybody on the field the Dolphin look Mac Daniel has done an absolutely incredible job with this team. because every single week he is told to hey you see, see that fucking 12-gauge guy over there in Terry Kill? You see that that, that that absolute bazooka you have over there in Jalen Waddle, You see you have probably the fastest running back in the NFL and Raheem Mostert behind you? You see all this hey, talent around not, you?
0: Not slow. Uh, you, you,
1: you have all this talent around you? What do you think you got to do? Get them in open space and good things happen. <laughs> Plain and simple. Tua is not taking hits. He's getting the ball out, and he's giving the ball to the playmakers. And and look, this defense of the Dolphins has improved over the last couple weeks. Jalen Ramsey has been a great addition, was a great addition. Finally getting him healthy and back in the lineup is a big for them. And now look, they lose Jalen Phillips. That's gonna hurt them off the edge. But you still have Bradley Chubb there, who's gonna be a big presence off the edge. Um look, they beat this Tennessee Titans team easily. I I I, I hate that we're all with lockstep through here, but but we are and, and but I I cannot pick against the Dolphins. I really, I really can't. I I If the Titans somehow win this football game, I'd be very,
0: very surprised. I'm more than fine taking a loss on my record or the Titans somehow find a way to win this one. That's fine. We'll be in lockstep this week, and we're about to record picks for week 15 and then week 17. So we're about to try and make two blind picks in a row. So it may end up turning on us really quickly. We might both drop under 500. As of now, that's the one good thing that I'm taking from this. We're both over 500. It may just be my game. Okay. People, I may be 36 and 35, but damn it. I know my college football. So that's, that's all I got to say, because I, I, I just got to rely on the fact that I called the college football playoff the way that it went recap. We have the Steelers, the Bengals, the Broncos, the, the Eagles, the Packers, and the Dolphins winning in week 14. Uh, As you're listening, be sure to tune in live next Tuesday for the College Bowl Pick'em Show. Uh, The week after, well, actually that same week, we're going to be dropping our picks for week 15, as well as a uh, review uh, classic episode. We're going to be playing when the Nuggets won their championship, so that's going to be coming out next Thursday, live Tuesday with the Pick'em Show. Thursday with the release of the classic episode and our week 15 picks and then the following week. So not week 16, but week 17, we're going to have picks. That's going to be when I'm out of town for, um, uh, traveling with family on our cruise, but we will still get you. picks. We'll be re-releasing. Yep. That'll be the holiday break. We will be releasing another episode that week. So we, you will still get content. Um, we'll be able to take a little bit of a break that week. We're going to replay the episode we released after the Bengals lost the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So Nuggets championship recap coming up next Thursday and then 2 weeks after that the Bengals heartbreaker losing the Super Bowl to the Rams uh following that up Nick, that was an awesome hour and 20 minutes. I, we talked a lot. We argued a little bit, even though we were making the same point. We were we lockstep in the in our, in our NFL opinions. We both know ball at this point is, is what I'm going to say. Obviously, uh, I do don't.
1: Some- I went 0-5 last week. I pray to God I don't go 0-5 this week. That means we both went 0-5 this week. So let's, hope, let's <laughs> hope we don't do have another bad t- tune of fortune going into next week.
0: Yeah, we got six games. Hopefully we make it out at least three and three, maybe even a little bit above 500. Uh, be sure to follow at FEOTB pod. You can see it on your screens. Be sure to follow the variety sports network at variety underscore sports underscore check out talking the gridiron. Uh, be sure to go back, listen to our live episode from last week. And we post a lot of content now. So if you follow, subscribe to this channel, turn on the notification bell, be stay in the loop, become a bench warmer, all that great stuff. We're coming up on, uh, year three and a half of the podcast so we enjoyed bringing it to you guys every week for myself jimmy palato my co-host nico bryant episode 163 of the far end of the bench podcast thank you very much for tuning in we will see you guys next week peace if you don't stay down and you never quit come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench